Hello and welcome to Constitution Corner. I'm your host, Robert Owens. Anyone looking at the fiasco in Afghanistan would rightly conclude that it is a mess on a colossal scale. At a cost of $2 trillion, or $13,174 per U.S. taxpayer, the results are mighty underwhelming. The United States benefited zero and lost a lot of blood besides just the money in the process. So the question must be asked, how do we get into this mess? For too long, Congress has looked the other way and let the president run roughshod over them on the issue of war powers. This was evident as early as Korea, in which President Truman simply relied upon a United Nations resolution to send in the armed forces. It reached a crescendo with George H.W. Bush, who, in regard to the first war in Iraq, stated, quote, I don't have to get permission from some old goat in the United States Congress to kick Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait. The authorization for use of military force, or AUMF, in Afghanistan was a joint resolution introduced into the House and Senate on September 14, 2001. The authorization granted the president the authority to use all, quote, necessary and appropriate force, end quote, against those whom he determined, quote, planned, authorized, committed, or aided, end quote, the September 11 attacks, or who harbored said persons or groups. The AUMF was passed the same day it was introduced and signed into law by President George W. Bush on September 18, 2001. Only one member of Congress voted against the measure in either house. Our founding fathers would not be impressed. The constitutional framers wanted to be certain that there remained key differences between a king and a president. One of those key differences was a separation of duties between who could declare war and who would wage war. In this regard, the Constitution addresses this clearly. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11 establishes that it is Congress that has the duty to declare war. Only after Congress declares war does the President have authority to wage war. Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1 establishes that, quote, the president shall be the commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States. Now, why was this done? Well, James Madison feared that a president would be too aggressive in waging war to achieve fame. Madison stated, quote, it is in war, finally, that laurels are to be gathered, and it is the executive brow they are to encircle. The strongest passions and most dangerous weaknesses of the human breast, the honorable or venial love of fame, are all in conspiracy against the desire and duty of peace. End quote. In the instance of Afghanistan, Congress acted improperly by giving the president authorization to wage war wherever and however he saw fit. This should have been done by Congress. Allowing the president to, quote, authorize use of military force, end quote, opened a Pandora's box that ate up two decades and thousands of deaths. 9-11 took the lives of 2,996 Americans. Add to that the death of 4,100 additional Americans in Afghanistan. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it did. Not only did we waste money and blood, we left Afghanistan with a deep hatred of America and a massive store of weapons to use against us going forward, including over 42,000 light tactical vehicles, 22,000 Humvees, almost 9,000 medium tactical vehicles, 
110 helicopters, 60 cargo planes, over 350,000 M4 rifles, over 126,000 pistols, 64,000 machine guns, 25,000 grenade launchers, almost 10,000 rocket-propelled weapons, $174 million in drones, and the list goes on. Sadly, Biden's administration is too concerned about being woke and integrating transgender soldiers and stabbing troops with mRNA vaccines to pay attention to actual military stuff. As a result, we get statements like this from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs issued on July 21, 2021, quote, the Afghan security forces have the capacity to sufficiently fight and defend their country, and we will continue to support the Afghan security forces where necessary in accordance with the guidance from the president and the secretary of defense, end quote. Now, for more than 60 years, the John Birch Society has been the leading grassroots organization in the fight to restore our heritage of liberty. We have an aggressive plan to rein in Bunker Joe and his CFR minions over the next year leading up to the midterm elections, and it will take a well-disciplined, well-informed army of patriots to see it to full execution and success. Join with us today at JBS.org and be part of the army that stops Biden from arming up a, yet another set of enemies like he did in Afghanistan. Don't just know your constitution, live it. This has been Liberty News Hour. Please visit jbs.org and thenewamerican.com and please share this with others.